What's good, everybody? First, before you listen to this podcast, I just want to say I love you guys and just appreciate with all my heart. Um, I hope everybody's doing super well. I also want to talk about the new hit show, Tea with Gary V, every morning, 9 a.m. Eastern on Facebook Live, facebook.com slash Gary, um, Tea with Gary V, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., two hours of me doing Q&A with people individually the deepest, deepest in-depth that I've ever done, more than Ask Gary V. I'm super excited about it. It's on facebook.com slash Gary every morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. It's a smash if you go on social media, people are freaking out. Maybe my best content pillar ever. If you wanna get your questions on it, you can ask at 212-931-5731 on my community app. That's where we're taking the questions from, and what I mean by that is you ask the question there, use hashtag T with Gary V, and then somebody from my team goes in there and contacts you and actually gets you to be in the prompt for asking the question on the show in video form on Zoom, which is the infrastructure I'm using to then distribute out to Facebook. T with Gary V, the new smash hit show, 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern. West Coast, wake up at that 5.45 time, brush your teeth and get on it. We got a lot of West Coast people on it. Hope you enjoy it. Hope I see you there. Love you guys. See ya. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. All right, Dad. Good. I'm Gary. This is my dad, Sasha. A little bit. We're live. We are live. Okay. You have anything to say before we get into? Hello, everybody, and uh, I hope. Uh, this situation will be over soon. I don't know soon, but everybody should stay healthy. And uh, I love you and love your family and love your friends and love everyone. We should we should promote more love towards each other. Yeah. That's how you roll. Yeah. Wait. All right. Let's, um, what we're gonna do here is we're going to take questions. I'm gonna take some wine. The first wine we're doing is the Dow Dwell Pinot Noir. It's a $60 Pinot from Sonoma. So I'm gonna grab the phone now, Dad. I'm gonna take somebody's question. Which, what for? Wine? What's that? Or, no, no, no. No, right here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Here we go. All right, Dad. What do you, what do you think about this wine? What is it? It's a, a Pinot, Pinot Noir, yeah, Dowd Well, 2014, um, a nice Sonoma nose. Coast. It's a humongous bottle. Yes, it's friggin' It's a fucking huge <laughs> bottle. That's like a Magnum. It really does yeah. look like a Magnum. Yeah. All right. Anyway, it's a big ass bottle. Uh, anyway, it's a beautiful bouquet and um, a lot of fruit. I already... You don't do snip, snippy... What is that? The snippy thing? snip? Yeah. I do, but... You were, you know, just waiting for you to do your thing. Pretty good, actually. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, wow. You like do you need a spit bucket? No, I don't, I'm not driving, so I don't need a spit bucket. Oh, right. Okay. All right. So if you've got questions, um, let's answer them. So get into the queue. Oh, it's, it's very good. You like it? I like it a lot, actually. It's really good. What year is that? 2014, I think. Not, not seriously, but I'm actually surprised. All right, let's see what Scott has to say. Hey. Scott. How are you? Gary V, I can't believe this, man. That's true, it's real. Where are you from? Wow, from uh, London. Very nice. How are things in London? It's raining. Uh, pr- pretty crazy, to be honest with you, mate. I'm, um, I'm locked in. I've been here about 14 days. Um, yeah, it's just, just mental. 
Say hello to Sasha. What's that, mate? Say hello to my dad. Hey, how, how you doing, man? You all right? Good, good. How you doing? Wow. I'm well nervous, Gary. I can't believe I'm on here, man. This is Don't crazy. be nervous, brother. What's I'm your question? I'm talking to Gary V. That is you are. unbelievable. <laughs> what's, your, Zoe, what's your question? Zoe, you're talking to Gary V. No, it's not a question, to be honest with you, mate. It's not a question at all. I just wanted to thank you for all your videos, all your motivation. It's been uh, unbelievable. You're, you're, you're a superstar. Thank you I so much for saying that, brother. You gave me a lot of hope, mate, to be honest with you. And you, you really taught me a lot of things. So you're fantastic. I'm talking to Gary V, though. That's unbelievable. <laughs> it's the real Gary V. It's me, bro. It's mate, a real pleasure. Powerful. Keep doing what you're doing. You're thank amazing. You. Thank, thank you, brother. Thank you so much. Take Love care. You. Love you. Peace, you. Peace, Peace, brother. All right. Nice All right, guy. Dad. Real nice guy. Yeah. Dad, let's talk about the peanut in the water. You like it? I like it a lot. I think that's what I'm drinking tonight. You think so? Well, there's yeah. six more bottles, and we've got some Chateau Margot, we've got some Sesakaya, we've got well, some Camus. We... I like it a lot. Super heavy, very full body, really, really How good. I think it's like 60 bucks. All right, let's see if we get somebody else in here. Let's see my friend Noor, let's see if she's on. Hi, my friend. How are you, Noor? I'm so good. How are you? Good. Say hi to my dad. I'm so happy. I'm actually here for your dad. I understand. <laughs> Go ahead. So, like, I'm a big, I just, I'm so happy to see your face on here. I'm so happy that you guys are just hanging out and being safe and being so, like, sweet with everyone. This is amazing. Thanks. Where are you from, Nora? I, so we live in Brooklyn, um, but oh, my Brooklyn. family is from Libya. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nora's incredibly Very talented. Yeah. I actually, I, I just you? wanted to get on to say thank you to Gary because we are launching our series, The Process, tomorrow. So we have, I have an interview series that's coming out and Gary has been so hospitable and kind in letting his team really uh, help us with this project. So you have an awesome son. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank what you. is your biggest lesson that you have taught Gary that you feel like he uses in his everyday life? Well, I guess uh, the credit I should take for it, uh, and I don't take a lot of credit for, I think I, I made him uh, a man. He is honest. When he first came to the business, that was, uh, and I think Gary, even in some of his speeches, said, said that what his father said, listen, you make a deal, you shake his hand, you live by it. That's it. It's, uh, you know, and I think that's, that's one of the things. You Let's talk more about what I taught you, dad, because this will take I was up gonna, the entire okay, hour. That's my second question. I mean, this I is going to take up the entire hour of the screen. Uh, no, but, uh, and the hard work, I guess it's genetic. Uh, you know, I don't think I... No, I think it's actually a learned behavior. I think learned. hard work is actually fully a learned behavior. I definitely learned that from my mom I and dad. I don't understand the parents who let uh, kids to get away with shit, not working. Yeah. Meaning, at the young age. Yeah. If you, if you own a business or you have ability to send your kids to babysit or to do whatever, they should start at the young age. Because I don't know, I had, to, I, I, listen, I can talk to you for hours. You know, I had a very recent situation where a mom decides the kid should not work on Friday and Saturdays. He should work only two hours on Monday and Wednesday. And 
the whole thing to me i want to throw up I don't so are you annoyed with our generation and their feeling of entitlement when it comes to not wanting to work i think the younger generation that's my personal opinion Yes. Not Gary, not anybody else. Definitely. We share very few. We share 20% agreement. We share 80% agreement. We share 80% agreement, agreement, 20% in outer space opposite direction. Right. Right. Right? I mean, uh, yeah. Whatever. Nobody should agree. But, uh, right. You can. But uh, I don't don't like the way uh, some family, some families, right, raise the kids. Even how they behave when they go to a supermarket or a store or any place, right, in public, and they run around like maniacs and the parents paying zero attention to it. And I get so frustrated with that. But I don't think that's a generational thing. I saw that in 1982 and that happened in the 90s. I don't think so. Listen, it all depends on the family. It all depends on the family. It all depends. You would never be able to do something like that. Do you think that's a cultural thing, though? Because I've always thought that was cultural. What's that, do you think it's cultural though? Because I've always thought that was it's cultural. cultural. I used to like it's be in the store and be like, parents, my mom uh, would never. Okay, here we go. Yeah, but even so, cultural, there's there's like, you know, within cultures, there's very different family. That's vibes. right. My that's dad's right. family, my mom's family were totally different in the same fucking culture. Right? Really? As far as what? Raising kids? Just like every, what I'm saying is culture. There's. It, this is the current American culture right now. You have unbelievable amounts of different of opinions. So it's not just right. like That's immigrants what... or Libyans or Russians or Mexicans. Right. You know, like, sure, it's cultural. And obviously, stereotypes and cultures exist for a reason. And they have some overlay. But, you know, I, I, think, I think hard work is a really fascinating thing. Because I think a lot of it has to do with the circumstance of the situation. There's so many people that I meet that are born in America that work their faces off because they were born in a trailer park and they had resentment and they have a chip on their shoulder and they bleed out of their eyeballs. Heart work I have a question is... for you, Gary. Go ahead. So my question for you is with everything that's going on and everyone, I, I realized that today I was like, okay, I've kind of understood that this is our new normal for a little bit and things are going to be different. I just had a virtual brunch with my lawyer and some thought leaders. And one of them was Seth Godin. And we were talking to him about what, you know, the, um, the climate for the creative industry is going to be after this. Both of us are speakers and we travel a lot. And so he was talking about how you can't, you can't exactly replicate what your in-person experience is with a speaker and the idea of flying someone out, bringing them in, and that speaker kind of almost existing as a trophy of the event, as something to celebrate. But when you have them virtually, it doesn't hold the same uh, weight. weight, I guess. Yes, right. So what do you feel like, how do you feel like this industry is going to evolve after this? And how do we maximize on using this virtual experience as a way to truly build connectivity and make it worth people's time? I, I think that there'll be, you know, I think that that point is well taken. I don't think in-person things will stop. Do I think that some will innovate and decide to do more stuff virtually. Yes, I think all of us are getting more cozy and comfortable through this screen. Um, So I think that like everything else, 
host something this large, there will be some adjustments. I think the top performers, the people that continue to fill seats will continue to flourish. But I do think the lower middle class of speakers um, will find, will either be cut, will find opportunities to go virtual. Um, I There's also, the opportunity for virtual. I mean, I also think people are not underestimating technology. Like we're not, I've already given keynotes as a hologram, right? In Vancouver. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that we're a decade away from that being quite normal where the person- Wait, giving, an actual hologram? Yeah. Pre-recorded or live? Pre-recorded, but I, but I recorded it with a studio audience. So I felt normal and it was my current speech at the time and it went, and I, I've done that virtually. And how, what was the feedback? It was great, except the event did a shitty job and didn't make it clear that I was going to be a hologram. And I didn't realize that. And some people were upset. And so I had to do some damage control and reach out to people and do oh, some wow. times because I felt bad, um, you know? So. Wow. All right, Norm, I'm gonna run into some more you. stuff. Love you, talk to you soon. Love you. Take Bye. Care. Bye. Great to meet you, Pop. Very nice meeting. All right, let's keep this going. Let's see who else is in the queue. Miriam. Hey, my name's Miriam. How are you? Hey, Miriam. I knew Hi, you, Miriam. I knew, I know you choose me just for the fact that I didn't have makeup on and I hate going on without makeup and I wanted to say hey, so I wasn't about to go miss my chance of putting eyeliner on. <laughs> I love it. You were just next in the queue, so it was super random. How are things? Okay, it's funny because I just joined. Things are good. So I wanted to get your advice on something. I just published my second book on the 18th. Uh, my first book's all about saving money. That's my whole brand as the kosher coupon lady, right? So I teach people how to save money. And I went off brand just after a crazy journey in my life. And I wrote a book all about law of attraction, which I'm sure you're familiar with, right? What you think, feel, and believe creates your reality. Um, but my journey to it, kind of the successes and failures with that. So I wrote a book called Lessons in Law of Attraction. I just released it on Amazon on the 18th. Okay. And I released it early in the crazy midst of this um, pandemic. Okay. And my game plan is just to um, get the book out to influencers because, you know, why try to be the marketing guru when there's people whose whole social media um, are on that. But I wanted to know with everything that's going on, um, any advice about what I should do? If, uh, if that's kind of been my game plan, should I continue with the game plan? Any other ideas on how to market the book? And also, can I send you a copy of my book? You can send me a copy. Um, I, I think the, I think, you know, influencer marketing is a great idea, but as you can imagine, I think I get sent 200 books a day. Right. And so, mm -hmm. and the reality is I've promoted zero books because I don't okay. read them and I don't know what's inside and I'm scared to, it's not that I don't want to, it's just that I don't have, first of all, I can't read. And second of all, I don't have the time to read it. And then if you're going to promote something, you're co-signing that. Right. And, and so there's a lot of fear in that. You know, I think a lot of influencers are really hurting themselves by, promoting things that they don't actually believe in and they're just taking the dollars and eventually that just ruins your reputation. I think for you, I think one of the things to really focus on, and you know, I've been very consistent about this, it is a content game. And I think it's also an access game. I think mm -hmm. you should consider doing this um, with your audience, right? Just literally Q and A, answering questions, talking about why you wrote it. It leads mm -hmm. to value and it leads to people becoming interested. I also think distribution across multiple platforms, right? So LinkedIn and TikTok are two places that I've been very hot on that mm -hmm. can build new audiences for me, for you, excuse me. So I think 
content and the contextual content within those platforms at hyperbolic scale is disproportionately the biggest opportunity in marketing. It just takes a lot of work. The notion of like shipping out a book and being like, hey, post this is, has a lot less friction than putting out the work. But I think, I think the work over time brings a lot of value. I mean, hard work doesn't scare me. So, I mean, my first book, Good. I sold all over the country. So, um, I, I think it's a, con- I think it's a content and access game. I think it's content access, content access. You know, right. I talk a lot about like, watch what I do, not what I say. Like, that's what I do. I do content and access. Right. I mean, you're fantastic with your content and you're constantly on here. And I mean, I think that's how you've really obviously built your brand. Content's key, right? You can't get around that. Like I'm, you know, guilty of one of these things. I'm not, I don't do as much as I should on here. Um, I just started another page for this book because it gets confusing when you do a brand. So that's why I just started another author page. Um, that one's at Miriam Wartel official. But for the kosher coupon lady, I know I haven't come on here just because I have a full-time job that's really a business because like, I mean, and that has to take up most of my time because that's what's making most of the money. Have so, you thought about documenting that process? Like literally taking your, like my phone right now is laying up against a bottle of wine and we're just <laughs> filming here, right? But, like I think a lot of people overthink production. I think yeah. literally somebody filming you or you filming yourself of what you're actually doing during your business is a piece of content. Okay. The only thing is for, so I can do that for like the side businesses um, I own like three side businesses. Plus my main job, I work in the financial industry and I can't go into detail on that for compliance reasons, social media, Fox, because that, that's, that's the majority of where my money's coming from. And, um, so, you know, for me like that, I'm, I can't post anything about or whatever else. And I got it. I'd love to, but I'm very passionate about financial education. And I also, well, there, look, I, I also would tell you that 99% of people I talk to that are in the financial industry use use regulation as an excuse. As somebody who's works with Chase and somebody who's met with tons of personal brand financial advisors, there's a lot, you can't make claims like this is, you You know, you can't make claims, but there's an enormous opportunity mm. to create content around right. the financial sector and financial advising. It's just that people use the whole blanket of like, we're regulated. I mean, you know, obviously my dad and I, like I grew up in the liquor regulated business. Mm-hmm. We have our toy clients, Hasbro and Mattel through the years. We both had, we had them both as clients at one point. They're ridiculously regulated, can't market to kids. Like, I think, you know, I would tell you, cause I'm educated in it. There's a lot you can do around yeah. the financial sector. Right. Well, that's why I'm focusing on the consumer realm for online. And then if people get curious, they can always find me for the other stuff. I do make other content videos. I just, I can't, I can't set up my whole brand for the main business on there, but that's fine because that's doing okay in the way that, I get it. yeah, but I am, I do need to focus on what my biggest challenges, you know, for running my page for the kosher coupon lady is, um, I, I don't have a great place to film in the house and I'm always, I'm one of these perfectionists. So I haven't found that perfect thing. And I know I just need to just post content. People just want the information. They don't care. You I mean, look and, at our background right now. We have a yeah. window that's bad for lighting. Like, I mean, you, I don't know. I think, I think it's great. It looks very peaceful. You can see well, that. Guess outside. what? Like, Your background looks great too. To no. Like, stuff, you You're know? overthinking. People yeah, are in the business of saying no, you know, yeah. no, people are in the business of fucking saying no. You need to produce content. It is the cost of entry for success in business today. It's as simple as that. It just is. Mm -hmm. All right, gonna move on. Talk to you soon. Thanks. All right, Dad. Let's pull the canis. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing with your uh, Pinot Noir. I love it. Okay, I didn't add it more. What they were for, I didn't finish it. Well, drink it. Good. Chug, 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 chug. All right, good job, Dad. All right, Camus 2012 Cabernet, very popular wine from Napa Valley. 
uh, that a lot of people enjoy. How's that, Pino? Feeling good? Yeah, good. 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 Yeah, green color in the camis. How this bottle is evolved. All right, let's see who else we can get on here right now. Yes, Birdland. Let's pin Birdland. Let's pin Birdland. Actually, Birdland just who? Birdland. Somebody in the audience. Just left name Birdland. No, Birdland. Just oh, Bird. She uh, typed. She typed in winetext.com. That's why I pinned it. Why don't you tell everybody about how you feeling about winetext? Winetext uh, is a creation of. Uh, my son Gary, who everybody knows, was another creation. Yeah, and I, you know, I love you back, Christine. And, yeah, and, and uh, it's an easy uh, way to order wine. Simple. Real quick, did it surprise you? So it launched last yes, summer, on Fourth of July, surprise. right? Yeah. We were you talking, know, you're talking to a guy who you know live, we'll right? talk to who him doesn't, doesn't like doesn't like to tell secrets. Okay. You know, I consider everything is a secret. Or, right. You know. So anyway. Right. So even saying wine text is doing well, you think is a problem because you, you don't you don't want anybody to know your business. That's right. Okay. <laughs> you, on the other hand, is uh, definitely trying to tell everybody what to do because I don't. I think the world is abundant. And I think, listen, I'm old school. I came from a society where it's everything, you know, uh, you have to do everything under the radar. I know that. And it's a cultural thing. What, uh, you know, I get it. translate to. I don't judge old, it. You yeah. Know. Yeah. It's, you know. I get it. It's old. personality. Yeah, I, I totally get it. Let's get somebody in. If you got a question for me or dad, get in the queue. My man. What up, gang? What's good, Ed? Man, I'm chilling, man. What's up, Pops? How you doing? Dad, how you doing? Before you get too nice with this man, let me tell you a story. Do you remember when the Ravens beat the Jets in like 2005? And and yes, and went to ESPN. I and, hate. Yes, that was him. He he made that interception. Him. This man right Who here. Made? This was the man that broke our heart. Yeah. <laughs> he's not lying, bro. He's retired, right? I also he retired. He's not only retired. He's he's uh he played for the Jets for a few minutes. Uh-huh. But he's retired. He's a Hall of Famer and he's arguably one of the he likes wine? 50 best players of all. Nobody loves his cigars. Loves Cigar. wines, loves cigars. What kind of wine do you drink? What is uh, your favorite wine? I'm, I'm, I've been drinking Chardonnays lately, Pops. But I'm a um, Cabernet guy when it comes to red wine. I love that. Okay. Cali. Yeah. Where do you live? I live in Georgia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is one of the best dudes ever. Yeah, I'm going to have you and Georgia. Pops meet. You have to come down to New York, and uh, after all this bullshit is over, obviously. no doubt, not now, and we'll uh, we'll drink some good shit. Hey, Promise sounds you. good to me, Pop. <laughs> How you doing, Ed? You feeling well? Man, I'm good, man. I'm in my garage right now. I had a um, little live session working out with some gospel music earlier with some some people, okay. and um, just wiped down my car, man. Now I'm trying to get this pollen off me. <laughs> <laughs> Ed, I miss you, bro. We'll see you soon. Hey, y'all take care, man. Enjoy. Nice meeting meet you. Dad, Ed Reed, one of the best players of all time. They just did a special on the NFL Network. Really? On the NFL Network, where they talked about the best players. And they had all these different people come on. Just and with the are, are, that's, that's a right. Raven, not a Raven. Oh, Raven, Baltimore. Okay, um, okay. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And... Bill Belichick, you know that guy we hate. That's when he went and uh, Joe Namath was there. No, that was Pittsburgh. Oh, it's Pittsburgh. Right. Um, and, you know, Bill Belichick, who we hate very much. 
But, oh, but he, number one. But he, he's going to refund uh, to Jets this million bucks he took in the rest, yeah, right? Yes, I, I'm sure yeah. he will. Yeah, especially and, uh, right now. And there's a play that Ed Reed, Ed Reed did something for like weeks at a time uh, to put it on film because he knew he was playing the Colts and Peyton Manning and he knew that Peyton Manning studied film so heavily. So when there was a certain setup. What kind he, of porn is No, dad, stop. Try to be funny. Like, let's, you know, like Peyton Manning watches football film mm -hmm. and he he set up a certain way on a certain setup so he knew that manning was going to think that but for weeks at a time he was tricking him he's tricking him and belichick said it was the best play he's ever seen in football history and reed that man right there so and he's the and, best guy and belichick is uh, secretly taping all the all the you yeah know, belichick sheets i mean there's let's not get confused okay don't get confused anybody in america let's see what happens this season actually <laughs> You're I'm excited? Very, oh, no yeah. more Brady? I'm, no more Brady. My boy. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. We'll All right. See. Let's see if we can get somebody in the queue. That's not working. I guess I'm going to just have to take them from the audience. What's good, Gary? What's your name? My name is Cody. 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 Say what's up to Sasha. What's Hello, up? Cody. Hello. I am just now uh, waking up. Sorry. And I got... What's waking up on your list? I live in uh, California. I moved here oh, just so a few months three, ago. Oh, so three hours. Well, still uh, noon time. Well, he's a young kid. He was probably up to fucking yeah. five in the morning. I was up to five Fire in the morning. Right? Five yeah. in the morning. Dr drinking. I was actually a clown last night. They're wondering why I have makeup on. I usually oh, don't. I love that. Okay. So you some were content. Always, always making content. Pushing on TikTok, pushing on YouTube, pushing on Instagram, pushing on everything. Good job, brother. What can I answer for you? Um, I mean... I don't know if I really have any questions. I mean, I would just say, how do you, how would you keep on going? Because I've been burning myself out here. So how do you maintain your, I guess your, yeah, I guess your status. Like I, I've, I'm always burning out on content because I always push myself way too much. And I always try to do everything like my best. Like I always try not to waste any time and just get straight to the point and work as hard as I can. So how do you not like burn out? That's probably my only question. You know, for me, it's um, actually, this is a, you know what, I, I'll give my answer. Dad, you've been working so hard, you know, for, you know, 50 years, you know, you know, why have you been able to maintain, you know, six days a week, 12, 15 hours a day in your early days? So like, what, why have, why didn't you burn out? Because you worked a shitload. Because, because uh, I had a dream. Mm -hmm. But American dream, like anybody else, I would assume who came to this country as an immigrant. I want to build something for myself, for my family. Mm -hmm. And I never think about myself as far as uh, it's hard or it's not hard. You just fucking work. Yeah, I know. I agree. You know? And, and, uh, and I understand it's a different time, a different mm -hmm. society, different, you know, uh, things. And... Um, Cody, I, I, think, I think it's a, it's a, it's a personality. It's Cody, I think, I think, I also think there's another thing. I think uh, from observing my dad, my dad genuinely loved it. Mm -hmm. I still do. I still okay. can't lay on the couch. I know some people could, on the Sundays, they would fucking lay on the couch and watch TV all day. Yeah, you curse a lot with me around. Yeah, I, like I don't it. know, it's rough. I like it. No, like very it. good point. Very well, good yeah, my dad point. is a curse. But, uh, but it's true. I, like it. I can't, I can't. Right now, for example, you know, it's uh, obviously we have a big problem, right? I can't lay in, on the couch or, you know. Truffle I'm cheese is underrated. <laughs> Truffle cheese. 
Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I'm, you know, it's in my blood. Mm -hmm. That's it. And it's, uh, I don't know if, uh, if you learn or uh, you're born like that. I just. Uh, Cody, I, I'll tell you this. And, and I don't know, you know, I, I also think it's like, what is the North Star, right? So when I hear you kind of put it down, what mm -hmm. you were saying, my concern is a lot of people get caught up in numbers, get caught up in followers, get caught up in money, mm -hmm. get caught up in clout, you yeah. know, like, like, 100%. You know, one of the things I think a lot about is why haven't I struggled with those same things? Because I, I think about that, like, why haven't mm -hmm. I? And a lot of it is because even playing the game is exciting. It's more exciting to me than the good stuff that comes along with it. Yeah, no, it becomes an addiction, definitely. Like, so it, what, when it, you, it feeds your dopamine. So when you burn out or you struggle, like, what's going through your mind? Um, well, I actually just, I'm actually doing a YouTube series right now. I'm in the process of it. We've, we've released two episodes right now and it actually talks about numbers and likes and how it truly affects the influencer. Um, so I, I've been, I've been talking about it. It definitely affects me. Like I, I become addicted to this game, to this, you know, influencer world. And I, I'm still in the process of learning how to control, um, you know, if, if I get a bad post, I can't be sad about it. Like I'm still learning that. I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, I think you need to, I think you need to reverse it to like, how do I compare to others and reverse it into, I'm so grateful that yeah. this is my life. Mm -hmm. That No, I've definitely been working on that. Um, I've been, so one of my main problems, if I'm being honest on here, even if my, I don't know if my supporters are on here or anything, but um, I, so I branded my relationship as Zodi. Like my relationship is Zodi. Like we branded it, we, we're doing a tour together. I, I built my own tour. Uh, we have our own merch line with it. And my problem was I I was already doing good myself, but when I got into a relationship and when we started branding it, we did even better. But I posted my relationship so much because obviously it's higher numbers, right? Where, you know, when I, whenever I posted myself, it wasn't as special anymore. So <laughs> so I brought my life down. So then it made me like, I, I, I would have to work harder. And I'm in that process right now of like trying to bring my, my own brand back up instead of like my relationship brand. But that's kind of the circle I'm in. I think I think that the fact that you even value that the relationship numbers are better than the individual numbers just is a framework of insecurity, mm -hmm. and and it's just a game you have to get out of. You have to use the serendipity of this connection that you and I made to just beat into your head that mm -hmm. that's just a silly game. It's yeah, just, it's, you know, like look. I mean, I think humans are attracted to relationships. We've seen all of them. You know, mm -hmm. we get all that, but like following an us weekly framework is never going to lead to happiness you know okay. and so I, I really really think that like like you know it's super weird I, I think about this a lot which is like why do i like when things um you know when things are hard versus when they're easy like i kind of like like when you said your story right now like it would be more fun for me to start producing content outside of my relationship and it's not doing as well and be creative in it to try to grow it versus mm -hmm. dwelling that it's not doing as well. No, that, that's exactly what I'm doing right now. So a lot of the things that um, I've been having trouble with, especially is definitely my YouTube channel. Like my YouTube channel is striving right now, especially with the series. But most of my videos are with my girlfriend. So um, I usually do like long videos, like all these prank videos, all these challenge videos. You know, like they, they could be fake. They could be active. They could, you know, it's not generally me. It's all like, an, it could be all like persona. Yep. And so, um, I'm not just working on the numbers and likes, but I'm also working on being real and being myself and not being this 
cringy guy because I'm also 18. I've been doing this since I was 14. So I don't, I don't want to be Bro, like, you're, you're also evolving. You're a different human being than mm -hmm. you were when you were 14. I, oh, I, yeah. He's 18. I think the thing you have to really focus on is a video that gets 10% of your normal views but are some, is something you wanted to say is mm -hmm. important. Let me give you the comp. I, I off a of tea at Gary V. I've been doing this kind of tea show in the morning. Like, um, came up with this idea of sell stuff Saturday this for yesterday, mm -hmm. and and it really kind of clicked. The audience responded to it, and so I made an Instagram post about it. I titled it. I put the part where I was talking to the kid on there. I knew it wasn't going to do well, and it didn't. It did a mm -hmm. third. It's one of my least performing video posts. But for the three hundred thousand people that watched that video, for of those the 39 people that sold something for the first time in their house yesterday and, mm -hmm. and start saving money and start mm -hmm. getting through this. Like it's worth it. And too many people, like everyone's fucking selfish, Cody. I don't give a fuck if it doesn't perform um, for me. I care if it brings value on the other side for them and whether that gets mm -hmm. 3 million views or three views. It, if you get into that fucking mindset, it's game changing, bro. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I, I never thought of, I never thought about it in that perspective. Never you see what I mean? Like, mm, no, I know. You know, exactly being a 14 year old YouTuber, everybody got caught in the same game of like, you know, thumbnails and titles mm -hmm. and likes and collaborations yeah. and like, and brand deals and, and ad revenue. And like, it's just, it's, there's a lot of good to it. There's a lot of entrepreneurship to it. There's a lot of branding to it. Yeah. But when it seeps into your soul, you get very vulnerable. No, yeah, it's, it's all bad news. I, trust me, I've been, I, I like, I used to broadcast like 16 hours a day, like no sleep. Um, my family's been in a position where I, like I've been paying for the bill since I was 14 even. And um, I just, I would broadcast so much where I got burned out, which is where most of my, which is where most of my revenue comes from is going live, going donations on TikTok. So I, I, I just got burnt out with it. And I like, I, I've been trying to work on, you know, like it's not that I'm not grateful, but it's that like, my mind just wants me to think different. Like I, my mind tells myself, like you could be doing better, you could be working harder, and that's where the whole burnout comes from. I think what you need, I think where you need to go is, I need to be happier and bring more value, not win the internet. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. I would definitely work on that, Gary. All right, brother. I'm glad we met. Take yeah, care. Yeah, you too, man. Good luck. Appreciate you. Bye. All right, Dad. I gotta tell you. But you, you I right. gotta tell you. You said the same thing to me. You said, don't worry about uh, how many people you're going, uh, going to follow you just if you give value and you got one, two, three people, you're ahead of the game. 100%. It's just and like, it's, uh, it's you know, just and like... I was always looking to get more, you know, because I'm well, that's you're, fucking you're competing with, with Liz <laughs> Novello, who's my sister, <laughs> right. who's got more followers. You guys, right. we actually have, we need your help, actually. We need everybody to follow Sasha Vayner. Is that your handle? I think it's Sasha Vayner, right? Sasha Vayner. That's your uh, handle? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we need you to, because my sister Liz, I got to tell you, it's not showing super well. It's a little disappointing. And that's pricey. It's super pricey. I've, it's, I've very run um, hot and cold with, with, uh, Camus. I think sometimes it's all right, but like, you know, I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Liz is in there. Oh, really? What yeah. did she say? I don't know. I think we should put her live. Yeah. See if she comes yeah. out. <laughs> she's like, no, no, Why oh, no, not? She, no, she's, she's lagged. She's saying no. Don't have people follow him so that. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. You want? <laughs> there she is, Dad. You have a question? I always have a question. Everybody should have a daughter. I. Thanks, Everybody Dad. should have a daughter.
listen. I am listening. I love you guys so much. I wish I could be there. <laughs> you drinking can. that yummy wine. <laughs> it's actually not that yummy. I think this came. This is wildly overrated. Yep. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dad. The peanut was before it was very good, actually. Dad, I, I know. I want to try something. Listen, there's uh -huh. two things that I was thinking. One, um, Max is going to be doing a homework assignment this week, and he has to interview Baba, my mom, right? But one of the questions you I didn't want to interview Adina? Yes, it's Women's History Month, so it's... Oh, it's Dad's a woman. Dad, Excuse here's me? the question. Dad, here's the question. Yeah, I'm listening. I never thought of this, but I think it'd be interesting. Uh -huh. If you... If you were born in America, mm -hmm. what do you think you actually would be doing? I would be a lawyer. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I'm good. Or I'd be a, the best CIA investigator yes, ever. Yes, now we're getting ever. it. Ever. I'd be Sherlock Holmes, right? Dad, you're fucking Sherlock Holmes. That's <laughs> <laughs> Should I... Should I create an Instagram page, Sherlock Holmes Sasha? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a good one. Like that? Excited? Excited? Dad, That's a good one, actually. Yeah, you're right. You know, Dad, yeah, Dad can find a conspiracy yeah. or a or negative thing, thing. Or if there's if there's some if there's a cynical point of view, he's got it. He knows. Have, yeah. You can show right. two little kids playing in the backyard. He's like, I think there's something going on. <laughs> I love you guys so much. I love you. Do you have love a question you. for me? Yeah. I'm going to call you later. <laughs> <laughs> you have actual questions. I have actual questions. I love, I love you guys so much. Love you, Liz, but are you pumped that you're way ahead in followers of that? Oh, my God. Totally. Wait, 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 wait. You know, we um, get competitive because of you, Dad. <laughs> Can I win at something? Let me win at something. Right? Better win. I, I, I want to win. All right. I Bogonio, 2011, East Day. Barolo, love you, sis. Love you. I finished Jeez. the chemist, Dad. I finished the chemist. I'm going to be drunk before, you know. You're not going to be drunk. All right, chug, 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 that they're not focused enough on LinkedIn and TikTok emerging. I'm not. They're not focused on Twitter and Facebook still working. YouTube, podcast. People I'm, get I'm people. Facebook now. It's I know you are. I'm very proud of you. All right. Let's get another question here, Dan. Hello. Hey guys. Hello. Hey. What's your name? So, I'm Jess Farrowell. Um, my husband and I run NJ Play Sports together. Not sure if you remember, but we sent you a red oak tree. Um, over the summer. I love you. Do you know I love you guys. you're not going to believe it? Garrett, <laughs> we took a ride on my gator just another day, and I drove and I show Gary and the kids, my grandkids, where I plant your tree. That is so Thank awesome. Thank you so much. Is and it I you're think welcome. the tree survive. Oh, I, oh. Thank you so much, so much, so I nice of you. Gary. I'm so, and his father. That is so cool. I'm By the so way, happy to hear. For everybody who's watching right now, as you can see, my dad is very passionate about trees, like very passionate about trees. I, on the other hand, and, don't give a shit about nature. trees. No, no, no. And trees, nature, nature, and mother nature, yeah. and the animals. animals. Oh, yeah, it's the whole thing. 
Hello, Again. thank you so much for the tree. I really, oh, really appreciate it. Um, and I think it's survived, and I think it's got butts now already, and uh, I love it. Thank you so, so awesome. much. My dad is super fucking fired up about this tree. <laughs> I knew no, that but really it was very, very fine and very nice of you to do that. Really, really, no I appreciate problem. it. I'm so, I'm so glad. I that, wish it's um, more people like that existing in the world. Oh, Not because you said to something, to be kind and nice to everybody. That's, that's the key. Yeah. In life. Really. Sure. Learn from, right uh, from there. dad. That's awesome. <laughs> How's so business? To be on with you guys. Uh, pretty, pretty, uh, challenging pretty great right now. <laughs> yeah. So what are you thinking? So, uh, we're definitely forced to think outside the box yep and we're um i actually don't know if you'd be up for this or have the time but we're hosting some esports tournaments and i would love to go to play up against you or to have you involved in it in any way i know you're busy but i'm busy awesome. and obviously and i'm working on a lot of stuff with the minnesota rocker thing i'm doing with call of duty mm -hmm. but and i have no i have no systems like my video games days were done once <laughs> this guy started dragging me to the fucking store but <laughs> i i uh would be more than happy to bring some awareness i mean you basically made my dad's life with that fucking tree so <laughs> obviously i have to give you some love so if you want to email me uh and put in the headline esports tree all this shit so i don't lose it i'm happy to take a look at what you're doing that's awesome yeah we were uh we i have like super nintendo n64 and sega genesis but we bought PS4 like a week ago. Just I love this. it. <laughs> We're like we got to do something. So. Are you are you but able yeah. are you able to you know one of the things I'm telling a lot of businesses that are not able to be at their business and are completely shut down is to go into hardcore story time. Yeah, I really. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna get motivated and go into story time with my dad now of some of our classic stories that we've never told, that I've never told, that he's never told. I think you should tell stories about your business and just put them out. I really do. You never know when one goes viral or kind of viral. It brings awareness. I the there you know to me there's always something you can do, and I think for a lot of business owners, the one thing they definitely can do is tell stories about their uh, their business. Yeah. I guess we just struggle with the idea that who's going to want to listen to us. Every, but, by the way, everybody struggled with that. That's why I had yeah. 20 views on Wine Library TV episode one. Like That's everybody struggled. Like, I don't, you know, like that is something that I pound on. Like, here's the good news. All you need is one person to see it that could actually change the trajectory of your business. Yeah, I know. We talk about this all the time and, and this past three weeks has definitely personally made me better behind the camera. We're getting on zoom with, you know, with our people hosting bingo tournaments, going to host trivia. Like, so anyway, being behind the camera, I'm not great at, and this is forcing me to be better at it. So here's the good news. Nobody's necessarily great or not great. It's, it's, it really ultimately doesn't matter, right? What matters is the at bat. And what matters similar to the kid Cody that I just had on is, Everybody, here's the problem with everybody, in my opinion on this, everybody thinks that they've got to be like viral or like a superstar or like great at it or a million followers. All you need is for it to impact your actual business. When I did Wine Library TV, if one, like I remember when I started it, like one person watching it and then became aware of Wine Library was like good, like one, that was yeah. good. 
Yeah, but so storytelling just about the business and how- Yeah, like how, how the fuck did you start it? That's one episode. The next episode is when you and your husband got into a funny fight because of it. The next one is when you sent Sasha a tree. When, when, then the fourth when, one- When you fire somebody. Right. <laughs> Like I did. He's trying to make a joke about when he fired me for asking. <laughs> my dad, I worked every weekend and every summer vacation. And my senior of high school, I asked if I could leave at, at early, like at five instead of seven. And he fired me on the spot and said I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't committed to the business. I think I remember that story. Yeah, he loves that story. No, I, I, I have regrets. Uh, today, I wouldn't do that. Not because I, uh, you know, what uh, happened. It just, uh, you know, it's... Uh, didn't say, outside business, I didn't think about anything else. That's what really boils down to. Nothing else. Nothing else matter. Not going out, not taking vacation, not nothing. Business, 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 business. And when Gary first came to the business, the same thing. Business was put first, right? You even yeah. fell for, you, you actually was, you know, he get, used to get paid nothing, included myself. Everything was put into the business. Not buying fancy cars, not buying furniture, not, you know, not taking vacation, nothing. Everything was put into the business. So, but, right. you know, some people will disagree with me. Not some, a lot of people, you know. Well, so, I mean, look, there's a great but, Russian saying that everything in balance, right? Yeah, but I didn't have a balance. No. I had one extreme. No question about it. Stories. So, so, that's lead to another thing. I never depend on help from government like a lot of people today do. Right. It's very sad. I would eliminate, if it was up to me, I would eliminate credit card. Period. <laughs> Out of society. I swear to God. In Russia, they have a very famous, uh, do you mind if I say it? Uh, say, нету денег, нехуй строится. What means, if you don't have the money, you don't want it. And we should all follow Russia. No, I didn't say I'm that. Kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. If you don't have the money to buy, you don't spend it. Today, people go... I know a great story. I should probably do my own uh, show. I, I know a situation, a family member had a dog and a credit card company sent, actually sent a credit card application. All right, awesome. Thank you guys. Have a great day. Thank you guys Thank so you. much. Thank I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much again. Bye guys, so happy. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Dad, let's tell some stories. Uh-oh. Yeah, what, what story do you want to tell first? Well, I mean, tell a story. Are we live? No, we're not live. Of course we're live. Live? So yep. I can, I want to ask you something. <laughs> Made a joke, but I don't want to No, tell, tell an interesting story. Like when you bought a closeout, when you made a good deal, when, how about when deregulation happened? Yeah, that was 1980. New Jersey was the regulated market and everybody, not everybody, the store stores selling everything of course to bring you know, traffic and and I remember days when uh, Star Ledger, that's the main paper actually in New Jersey, it used to be, I think, still, right? I, I, I uh, We used to advertise, it used to belong to a buying co-op, buying an advertising co-op, and people used to be lined up the door at nine o'clock in the morning to get into the store. Because because what happened was in New Jersey, they used to have a, have a minimum markup and in 1980, so prior to 1980 right. in New Jersey, you every liquor item had to be marked up 35 percent. I don't think 35. What's the right? minimum? I, I don't remember. I thought the minimum was 25 percent. Nonetheless, well, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. But um, the, you know, yeah, 
uh, and so margins in nineteen eighty. And then they deregulated it, like and all of a sudden people, right? yep, then people started selling it at cost or course, discounted, course, course. and that you know changed the game. Became of course market. Yep. Yep. So, anyway, what else? And then Gary came to the business. Yeah, let's tell those stories. <laughs> and and I have to tell you that not not because I'm a proud father, I am actually. Uh, I think all my competitors in the state of New Jersey, or maybe in the whole entire industry, a wine industry, should send me a check. And somebody will say, for what? Oh, sorry, for what? For what? That's your question. For what? For Garrett decide to get out of this fucking industry. It's so regulated. You can't, you can't be creative like people like Garrett. Well, I was creative in the wine business. You were very creative, but you still were limited. Of course. Limited because of regulation. Well, that's why when that woman said, I can't do anything in financial services, I get she so can. frustrated with people because people use regulation right. as an excuse to not be well, you didn't creative. You, 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 I believe pharmaceutical business, pharmacies, uh, liquor, it's very tobacco, it's a very regulated business. Yeah. Where you can it's actually it's a funny thing it's funny or not funny what you know the laws in new jersey and i only know the laws in new jersey or i know a little bit about it, right uh they did not adjust to today's times they've been in place since uh, prohibition days and nothing changed today yep okay you can actually buy a gun right and send across the state line right okay but you can't send across the state line a bottle line so oh, you can i mean no, not you... not every state right. but let's get That's... into some questions right zale good to see you shadow what's up gary what's good bro i'm good man this is all the way from from europe from the netherlands very nice oh, to be exact big ups i love the, i love that part of the world Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I have only one question, if you don't mind. Please. Um, with all this coronavirus going on around the planet, what do you think is the one business that will survive or that will um, break all the grounds as a startup? Well, I think, you know, look, I think a lot of businesses are going to survive. Right. Um, every industry will survive. It's, you know, it's not going to be that long. I think the ones... The, the biggest opportunity, back to your point, is... Yeah, kind of, the in, biggest opportunity. The biggest opportunity is virtual infrastructure, right? You look at Zoom, you look at Slack, you look at Amazon, you look at people that live on the internet, look at the content on the internet, you look at TikTok. About, go uh, ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, no, it's right, go ahead. How about uh, brick and mortar stores? Brick and mortar stores were in trouble to begin with. I've been telling yeah, dad that... I've been, I mean, dad, my dad will tell you right now, this is transparency, that my dad built one of the, literally, literally, because he was the person that built it and designed it, literally one of the nicest wine retail stores in the world, let alone the country. 40,000 square feet, two stories, mahogany shelf, three, stores. three stories, but two stories to shop. It's gorgeous, right? So as you can imagine, we poured an ungodly amount of money Right, still paying off that for you know two fifteen years because take you take out the, you know money for those things, and the world's changed. And I've watched him in the last five to seven years 
go through the process of reconciling, like, sorry, the market changed. Like, it's very nice that you built a huge fucking store with yeah. a huge selection, with a huge park, bigger parking lot, like, tough the luck. Going in a different the world's direction. going a different direction. And I want, especially and three or four years. was against it, actually. I was. For the record. He said that you better off to have three little stores, what he was right. Okay. Uh, than to have one huge store and, and I just had this you know you're a builder at heart what you know you have to, it's also an individual thing it was not even necessarily my dad's business strategy it's that he comes from the old my dad is, is yeah my dad's culture? 60 what are you 67 66 my dad's 66 going on 196 mentally he's an old school <laughs> dog he's an old school you're are you an old school guy no I'm 25 in heart. No, <laughs> right he's now. 25 in like, in like, in like, like in competitiveness. I can tell by the, the bucket hat. He's he still old, rocks the bucket hat. You like so. that, right? I, did I yeah. tell you the hat was going to work? Did I tell you like the hat was going to work? He had some yeah. bullshit hat on. I was like, put this on. Right? <laughs> Actually, I had a very good hat. Very good anyway, hat. let me get, while he very jumps off, let me tell you what, what the deal is. Retail was in trouble anyway because leases and cost to build buildings were too expensive in comparison to what you got in foot traffic. That yeah, shit yeah. sailed. Corona's gonna explode that. Well, that's a great hat, Dad. You like it? That one, that's, that <laughs> Miller Lite is fire. Miller Lite's a competitor of my client. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> and so the punchline is that mm -hmm. this will speed it up. Do you know how many people, hundreds of millions of people, have gotten used to ordering things on the internet that they never be bought on the yeah, internet before yeah, yeah. and they're not going back. Yeah, I understand, I understand, I understand. You know? So, but I think, I think after everything dies down, what do you think is like the biggest uh, uh, brick and mortar store that's gonna make a comeback? Like, or? Well, look, brick and mortar stores will always be around. I think lease prices are gonna come down. I think people are gonna innovate. I think people are gonna turn their brick and mortar stores into experience. Yeah. For example, if my dad had the old store, the size it was, more like 4,800 square feet, uh, even 42. in it, 42, excuse me, like, or even this store, like I think wine classes, wine events, food classes, like you've got to make it, you've got to make it entertainment. You've got to make it, you, you've got to change it into, you know, destination experience, yeah, not right. a I'm not, really a I'm not really a wine drinker, but I understand what you mean. And by the way, whether it's a clothing store or, or selling soap or selling wine, yeah. nobody needs a fucking store to have that purchased. They may need an experience. Not, not really. Not they really. may need to be educated. You may need to turn need a clothing to... store into something that is dressing you properly, but not to just buy it and get out. Good point. The retail environment for the last hundred years has been utilitarian. It is built there for you to pick it up and go home. And go. Yeah, kind of. That game is getting less and less interesting. Yeah, I understand what you mean. All right, bro. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you for the good advice, man. Got you. Take care of yourself. Bye. Yeah, I mean, retail's changing that. This one is going to put a big hurt on retail, brick and mortar. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole different yeah, game. All right, let's, let's go to, we got some big, we got, we got some big wines. So I have to bring this again? Mm-hmm. I can't keep up with you. I'm not, uh, yeah, you can. Chug, 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 good. $250, Sesakaya, 2009, Super Tuscan. One of the premier wines in all of Tuscany. Real stuff. Just some salt. I love it. All right, this is some serious juice. Super Tuscan, 
Um, big dog wine for anybody who's a collector. All right, Kane, what's up? What's up, Gary? What's good, bro? I got questions for y'all today. Let's go. I'm trying to make my own t-shirt business, so I need some help. I need some help with y'all. I need some help. Okay, so first of all, one of the things that I always think about, you're freezing a little bit, but one hey, of the things I always- <laughs> <laughs> one, of the yeah. I'm always, one of the things I'm always thinking about when people start t-shirt businesses is I always tell them to pre-sell, right? Because funds, are, funds on a t-shirt business, cash flow, a lot of people usually buy something and then they worry about selling it and then get, they get caught up because if it doesn't sell, it's almost like the oxygen is cut out. So one of the things I would highly, highly recommend is think about doing a pre-sale play where you design them, you take the yeah. dollars up front, and so you position the price at like 20 bucks on pre-sale and 30 bucks in a month, which yeah. incentivizes people to purchase up front. Right. Have you thought I about, mean, do you know where you're gonna make them? I mean, not yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting that. Like, I made a, I, I made a, uh, Go I ahead. I'm on, I make TikTok, I got YouTube, and I got a podcast. And which platform do you have the most audience on? The podcast. Mm-hmm. So do you have a, are you building a brand like Gucci, or are you doing, like, T-shirts like Busted Tees, where it's just different ideas? Busted Tees with just different ideas. Just create out. I think, you, do you know what Shopify is? No, I haven't heard of it. Okay, so it's called Shopify. Shop, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y. I want you to Google it. I want you to really understand it. Yeah. Because that's going to be the infrastructure that I want you to sell the t-shirts on. All right. All right? All right. Those two things. Take care of yourself. All right, you too. Did you ever sell t-shirts? Hmm? Did you ever sell t-shirts? No. Not in Russia? I sell wine tags t-shirts. I think somebody will want it. I agree. Uh -huh. All right. I think we should get into the production. Like we did a little bit with Wine Library TV. Mm -hmm. You know? Yep. Yeah, when I did Wine Library TV, the first, the first um, episode, because I did it out of nowhere, kind of impromptu. How did it hit? Did it hit your radar? What do you think? Hmm. Talk about that's a good know. story. I didn't know. No, I know it was part of the in two thousand six when you know obviously you were taking, we were kind of like running and doing our own things. Like, what did you think though when you first kind of like in the beginning? Honestly, I didn't, honestly, I didn't. I didn't put enough. I didn't think it's 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 going to mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. Because the internet was still kind of new. Yeah, so it was new and uh, no, I, I didn't take it serious. Yeah. That's what it is. Just like our competitor. Yeah, <laughs> they, you know, with the website and everything. Yeah, what about the website? Actually, if you go all the way. The website, I, I first, well, I was uh, really relying on you yeah. when we went to meet uh, this guy, Alex. Alex. Right. From Spacegate. Right, that's right. And, but yeah. And I just felt like, uh, you know, I, I completely rely on your intuition. You, bel you, you believe, I believe that at that right, point, right? Right, right. But that was even early. It's 97. 
96? Yeah, that was 90. We started building in 96. Right. But by then... But Wine Library TV that was not my, you know... I don't know. For some reason, I was... I was in the middle of a construction. When did you start Wine Library? February 21st, 2006. Yeah. We just finished the construction. I was, you know, running all over the place, you know. Yeah. The store was totally different. What did you, when did you realize it was something? Do you remember? No. What about when I did Conan? Before you, I yeah, did Conan? Oh, yeah, before. Way before. Conan, you mean say idiot on TV? Dad's mad at Conan because he called me an idiot. But right. he used the word idiot. I am idiot. fucking pissed to this day. Conan, if you're watching this. He's not, I'm, he's not watching. No, he's not? No, but somebody. If somebody sent it to him, tell him I'm fucking pissed with him. So. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm furious. Dad's you can't at, call my kids any, any names. But that period. He, but he didn't use idiot that way. He yeah. misinterpreted the I context. I didn't misinterpret. Okay. He was using it He's as a slang for funny. Yeah. No, no, funny. You, He's very funny. It. Yeah. I don't like. It. Sorry. All right. That's it. You have to be nice to people. Right. Learn from him. Yep. I'm serious. I mean, I felt it's very, a lot of people were upset about that. No, they were Yeah. No, they were Yeah. Okay. Who's a lot of people? A you, lot of- You and mom? A lot of people. Who? A lot of people. What, what do you want, a list of the, people? The context of the world. All the Russian people. community was upset Not with sure. him. Absolutely. And Too they little. completely stopped watching in LA. In Brooklyn, yeah, all, all six all, people. All, now it's not true. It's a very large. It's a quarter million people stopped watching Conan. Okay, so he lost a big audience. It's just not true. Well, I'm telling you, it's the truth. Okay. I'm not going to let you chug much more. We're losing followers, but <laughs> the views have collapsed. Yeah. Every time you go negative. I'm not going negative. You're going very you negative. You ask me a question, I give you an answer. Okay. Yeah, I, please. Okay. Don't. Express your, uh, you know, uh, thoughts, your opinions, whatever. Came to this country. No, listen, you suppressing my opinion. I'm not suppressing your opinion. I have a different. I did. I did. You know what? I want to watch this episode again. You watch it. Two of us tonight is going to put it on. Can't wait. Huh? And we're going to. And I, you know what? I will come back. And if I misinterpret, I will apologize. Okay. You upset with me? I'm not upset with you.
I'm, I'm not upset with you. I'm just sorry. No, there's nothing to be sorry about. I'm sorry. There's nothing uh, to be sorry listen, about. Listen, I'll, 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 I'll personally follow and apologize. If I, he's not going to take your call. Well, because well, he didn't lose two hundred fifty thousand. I'm, like, I'm joking, on. obviously. Of course. Yeah, I'm joking. But uh, listen, if I misinterpret. I'm going to apologize. Probably, you're more than welcome to have your opinion. I didn't like it. I appreciate you, know, you defending I didn't, I, me. You know what I, I know you're coming. I didn't like it. I'm just saying you that, know, you know. It came across not to me. Maybe I didn't hear. Maybe you I didn't wasn't. understand the humor of the context. It was meant to be that you're funny. That's what the slang term for. You're an idiot. My English is limited. So I understand. Maybe I, uh, but I tried to explain it to you now for 2000, July 2007. I was on Coded. We've been having this discussion for 13 years. And? On, uh, you know, for some reason, you've, you've decided it's more interesting to have this made up conflict in your mind versus hearing me when I'm telling you, when I'm telling you. So you're telling me I misinterpreted? Like I have been Do you for know the last what? hundred times it's been brought up. I'm sorry, I mis misinterpreted. No, no, you have to watch it again. Saying, we'll yeah, watch it again. I would like to watch slowly. it slowly and I'm going to listen on my left ear because right I can hear Oh, actually, let's segue because this is not an interesting subject. My dad is deaf and is right ear for how long um for 40 years no 30 no, years you're... 30 years 30 years no 36 no, i was 30. okay so 36 years 36 sorry i said 40 and you were about to say you're exactly yeah. sorry 36 you, years you have he's about to he's about to become deaf in the other ear because he won't go and aj also had this happen he took a steroid like a normal human being and heard three days later. He's American. So yeah, you, you know, haven't heard for 36 years. Doctors are bullshit, is that? I didn't say doctors. Excuse well, you said me. doctors all that no, bullshit. No, 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 no doctors. I don't have the time to go to the doctor. Well, I actually have a doctor's name, but now it's not the time. Okay. You know, we made a deal, right? Yeah, okay. Let's take a question. Aaron. Yo, oh shit. You're what up. up. What's good? <laughs> How are you, man? Really good. You? I'm doing great. This is, uh, I just hey, came what's outside. Up my pops? What's up, Pops? How are you? The OG right there. You made yes. a legend. That means you're a legend in your own right, bro. That's for sure. Um, so we talked a bit live? before. I live in LA. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Um, I have a dad who's a lot like you, started his own business. So he really pushed entrepreneurship. Uh -huh. He made me work on the east side of Detroit. Um, uh, after school and on Saturdays, I grew up in a very um, wealthy area, but he treated me like an inner city kid, so I didn't have anything that my friends had, and I resented him for it, but, you know. You resented him? Back then, I did, but it's made me a better person, and I understand why he did that now, for sure. Okay. Um, but I guess my question is, I've been spending a lot of time building brands. I got this brand, Hustle Matters, and it kind of has three branches to the to the company, we do talent management. So I book um, guests at Comic Cons and speaking events and things of that nature, um, get them brand deals, social media stuff. Um, I have Hustle Matter Studios in which I produce a lot of creative output for people, whether it be for social media, pitch decks, presentations for companies. I, I work with like Disney and Fox and Ski over at Dash Radio. And then the last one is just for clothing. It's just, you know, merch for the hustlers who want something to represent what they are. Um, and so right now I've been spending a lot of time building brand and I guess where I'm stuck is I'm, I'm pretty much a solopreneur. So my paycheck from 
Disney and Fox and places fund my business and my product line and everything that I do. So it's been hard to meet the demand of products that people want because it's expensive to make clothes and things of that nature. And um, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to get seed capital on how to get people to build. Well, bring that, wait, bring that down real quick. Yes. Because if, if the cost is high to meet the, and you have demand, you should be selling it for more than the cost. That's a sentence that doesn't completely resonate. So break that down for me. So what I mean is it costs people, I, I guess people want to see a diversification in, in the product that we have right now. All we really have is hats, t-shirts, and hoodies, pretty much. In did you, did you happen to catch, I saw, that, I saw that you had it on, but it was pointing in the air. So when we came on, did you happen yeah. to catch two people ago where I talked about pre-selling? I'm fascinated. I, One of the things that I did when I got into dad's business, because we always worry about cash flow, every business does, yeah. is do a lot of pre-selling, which brought dollars in before product came in. Yeah, I, I, I haven't done that. Yeah, Good. somebody else asked me about pre-selling. Um, that's, that's why we're here. And if you create <laughs> a discount structure on the pre-sale, right, where you incentivize the order, you're able mm -hmm. to use the customer's dollars to float to make the inventory cost. Back. instead of using the dollars from the production and the agency side, which is probably paying for your lifestyle, but not enough to offset chopping a piece off to take the risk on producing the product. So, okay. But what happens when, when you do pre-sale um, and I, what happens when some people like one design and some people like other stuff, but there's not enough index on one design to constitute making the minimum, you know, requirements on that that's where you then take your risk, right? So you create the pre-sales or you almost do it like the way we do an Indiegogo, right? Where you actually say like, look, we're gonna make, we need 500 of these orders to make them and you have an account on the website, right? So mm -hmm. there's a lot of ways to go about it. Like too many people take on mitigated risk when they don't have to, when they can create a creative structure of selling. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I saw you talking to the last guy and you asked him basically, was he doing like a, just producing a mass amount of ideas on t-shirts or actually building brands? And what, I guess, what was your reasoning for asking him that question? Because he said he's just doing idea output and I'm more because, brand. Yeah, just because those are two tra ways that people go. He seemed very raw and very early. And so my thought was he was coming up with ideas. And so I wanted to give him advice on his end. For you, you're building brand. And that would just be a slightly different piece of advice. For me, what I think makes me strong is I contextualize before I, you know, before I spit an idea. So I just wanna, the reason I asked him that was more to contextualize yeah. it on the intuition that I had that he was early in the process. Got you. I'm on Big Cartel right now and I'm actually building and designing the Shopify store because I'm gonna move over to that platform for a launch in a couple of weeks. I love um, that. I, I think pre-sell can really help you. I think you can too. I also uh, think definitely. documenting versus creating. I think you like making live streams as you're just showing people your designs. Like people play too much in their head when they can use the internet to get answers. Right. Definitely. Okay. All I right, got bro. one more. I got one Go more thing for you. Go ahead. So the last time we were on live, you told me you were going to bring me on Ask Gary V, and you never fucking did it. <laughs> I apologize. So let's <laughs> let's not make that mistake again. Sometimes let's not do that. Fall through this crack. So listen. Hit me, hit me up on email again right now. Say, don't okay. do it to me again, Gary. And it's Gary at VaynerMedia. And I'll make sure, I know Lou's watching right now. He's been on point. We'll get it done. 
Okay, appreciate you, my man. Take care. Bye-bye. Dad, what's your thought about pre-selling? You, you know, if I, if I recall, one of the first times we ever pre-sold, I don't know if you remember this, I think the first thing we ever pre-sold pre-internet was 1993 Joseph Phelps Insignia because they were running a promotion where if you bought a, 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 like a six pack or a case, you got a Magnum. And I, I remember, remember John, Smith. John Smith and I did a sheet at the register Mm -hmm. because that's when I was behind the register and, and I was very nervous. Remember? You remember? Because I made a big and commitment. And all the cases that came in we were put in right next to the bathroom. That's the right. That's right. The thin six packs. Remember? It was real thin. Do you remember what's funny about those six packs? They were thin and they had a cardboard cover. So if you weren't careful, they could slide out of the cardboard. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. And we, we did great with that. We're not going to discuss the right? No, I know you, you have a lot of issues with insignia. We, we, you know, we're going to take care of all your grudges, Conan insignia, bro, you know. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I mean, listen, you and I, you and I played a little bit different. You know, I've got a lot of your DNA and then a lot that I don't have. A little different. You keep it a little different than I do. All right. Let's see. Let's get some more people in here if you wanna. Okay, Zip says he's got one. So let's see if we can get Zip in here. I got a, a text message from a guy. I don't understand what you mean by that. Let's sneak in one more before we get out of here. What's it? Yeah, we're wrapping up. Shut the Margot or not? Yeah, we should probably. But let's let's pull that Margot. That's good, huh? Mm -hmm. This Pinot Noir was very impressive. Yeah, the Dow Dwell. Yep. The Dow Dell. Very impressive. Pinot was great. The Leasty Barola was the best. was really good. The Sesakai is ridiculously good. Mm -hmm. um, I thought the Camus was by far the weakest. Let's try the Chateau Margot. I don't know why. <sighs> Just a little boring, one-dimensional. That's good. Let me, let me zoom in. Chateau Margot, 1998. Big boy stuff. Sorry, just leave that. That's fine. I'll pull it right here. All right, let's see what this. Don't worry, it won't break. All right, let's get one more question in here. Let's get MP. You want some cheese? No, I'm good. Oh my God, GB, what's good? What's good, bro? What's up, Pops? How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm loving this. Oh my God, I can't believe this right now. Where are you from? I'm living in uh, Monmouth County, New Jersey. So oh, wow. Yeah. Yep, born and raised. Do you shop at the Wine Library? I, I'm born and raised Asbury oh. Park. Uh -huh. I've been a uh, New Jersey educator since 2002. When I was graduating college, I was one credit short. I took a guitar lesson, taught myself music. My biological father, who I don't know, was supposedly a musician. I graduated college with that. At 21, I started teaching myself guitar and singing back on AOL days. Started a business. Now I'm one of the most sought after cover bands, wedding bands. So happy about that. But my passion is education because I think from meeting you, GV, just in terms of social media, 
that I am looking to change the landscape and the game of what we teach kids. And I saw your recent episode where that lady was talking about the same type of conversation. And I, I agree with what you're saying. And I started a side brand called Accept University. So Accept U is my brand. And what I do is I teach tolerance and empathy through acceptance and respect and social inclusion in all New Jersey public schools. And one of my biggest um, rewards that I got was focusing on transfer students because I was teaching at Oldbridge High School, which has 3,200 kids, third biggest in New Jersey, 160 countries represented, a lot of non-English speaking countries. And they were getting left in the classroom for weeks at a time when no one even knew they didn't speak English. Right. So I started a peer leadership program that went district-wide. We focused on those students. We became super inclusive. And now I'm at a new school. I'm a vice principal at Homedale High School. Big up to them. Um, super nervous about the jump. But my side business, I think, is where I want to end up. And I want to be a motivational speaker and presenter to school districts. I want to develop and give professional learning and development to to staff members, I just don't know how to get my my name out there to the schools. I have content. to find out what they want. Content. That's what I'm trying. I'm trying to take your advice. There's no trying. It's kind of like I don't know how to get into shape. It's called eating better and working out. True. True that. You know, like you need to make videos. You need to start a podcast. You need to write articles on LinkedIn. And I think LinkedIn's a huge play for you. Okay. I, I think have I'm sorry, I have a LinkedIn, I do Twitter, and I do Insta, I do some Facebook, I just started a YouTube, um, and I'm just kind of following your lead in terms of creating like a series on all of those platforms, talking about social and emotional learning, basically. Yeah, it's just content, man. Like, what people don't understand is putting out the best content you can, and where, where people get caught is if they want to speak, and they want to make money speaking, their content is like more promotional, like why they're a good speaker instead right. of just shooting information, right? Like when you go back to the last video with Aaron right now, I got to really show my business chops on like how I actually understand how to sell stuff, pre-sale, structure, why? Like, like you know, the, the problem is when people hear content, they normally hear commercials. I'm gonna promote myself. When I think content, I think editorial. I'm gonna put out the best information on the fucking internet and let the karma take over for what I want. Got it? Got it. That's the game. Gotcha. That's so, right, so right now, like for me and my profession as an educator, we're in obviously a remote learning situation. So I feel like now is the time for me to, and I do have- A hundred percent. Right, to reach this out. This is when you put out all your opinions. So do you think I should, like, my first thought was to go to, like, the New Jersey Department of Education website and just no, no. every single school and, like, no. reach out? Like, no, yeah, no, no. You're thinking sales. Right. When I hear that, you're thinking, like, a salesman. Right. You're thinking transactional. Okay. I'm saying put out fucking information on LinkedIn. Make videos about, do you have an 11th grader? Do you have a 9th grader? Have you, is your child creative? Do you have kids that are getting Ds and Fs? five tips that teachers should bring to the classroom in a 2020 TikTok high school environment. Like content. You have to think, you have to think like modern school daily. 
Okay. You know, like you have to make pretend you're running the school information section of the Star Ledger or the Asbury Park Press. Not your first example is you're a salesman trying to convince people why. Everybody's trying to go convince people. Bro, in, in like boy girl going out at night dynamics, 99% of people when they hear content are rolling up on girls at the bar asking for them to hook up. And I'm trying to create a cool scene at my table that brings people over. Got it. I like that. that you understand? Sense. Yeah. So uh, there is no reaching out to the, fuck the school boards and the information. I'm not convincing shit. I'm putting out the best content in the world, and then everyone's coming to me. I'm not asking. I'm not fucking asking for anything. Right. I'm fucking asking nobody about nothing. I'm just making. I'm bringing everyone to me. And that's what I love about you is that you're just raw and you're authentic. And obviously, it's hard for me in the education world to be that raw, but I am to an extent because. I'm all tatted up, I shaved head, I'm scary, I look like a cop, and some schools won't embrace me. And, and that's okay. Do, and all you need is one. All you need is one. 100, I believe it. Good. I appreciate you, man. I just Talk want to, to say you. thank you. You thank got you it, bro. Time. Take care. Bye-bye. Dad, what have you been eating the whole time? You were like, the whole time, you were, what were you just, you just ate a whole lot. I ate a whole uh, thing of cheese. You know, and I'm, cheese. On the, I'm the second one. All right. All right, Dad, we'll wrap it up. What are your uh, what are your what are your final thoughts for entrepreneurs people? Number one, love. Take it from him. Be nice to people, love people, be compassionate to people, be sincere, be honest, and hard work, of course. Don't forget to join winetext.com. Please. <laughs> Okay, love you. <laughs> love you, Dad. Hope everybody's well. Yeah. There's some social distancing, European style. Kisses to the head. We'll see you later. Take care, everybody. See ya. As we end today's podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to the people. You know, it's so funny. People that leave reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun, because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness. Uh, I'm gonna have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So take it away, which were our favorites this week? Hey guys, this is May from Team Gary V. And today we would like to give a shout out to Lauren, Twitter handle Lacoco995. Her comment says, the call at 25 minutes into Friday's podcast has so much passion. It shares with the world that good things really can happen like that. Thanks. Remember to leave a comment below and you could be featured next. See ya.